0: On this episode of Jesus Center Stage, Elsie runs a 100-yard dash on our way to Texas. I find out that I'm not a saint, and we talk about husbands loving their wives and wives submitting to their husbands.
1: What's that on your finger?
0: Paint. I sprayed graffiti today.
1: Oh, how'd that turn out?
0: Uh, Went well. I misspelled a few of the words.
1: (laughs) Why doesn't that, that surprise me? I was
0: just fixing to say, that doesn't surprise you, does it? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I just
1: want to know if you said them right.
0: I had... Did you pronounce uh, them right? Probably not. Oh. Probably not. No. Um, we had to do some painting at work today, just on some doors and different things. So, of course, you can't paint without getting some of it on you. Obviously. So, there's I'm probably no, some on me somewhere I haven't I can't even, even paint yet. a
1: picture frame without getting some on oh, me. Oh, yeah.
0: That's going to happen, so... Hey, here we are, we're back after what feels like ten thousand miles of travel since we was here last time.
1: Pretty much, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um of course we we went to Texas to the big wedding. Um which was exciting.
1: It was. It was, it was a, a fun trip. It was it our was first time fun. flying together.
0: It was, yeah. It was great. Um I think it was I think my third time flying my as far fourth. as commercial. My well. Fourth.
1: My fifth time flying, if you want to count the little four seater plane, but my that's
0: why I say commercial. My
1: only time flying domestic. The other three flights were international and yeah. much longer.
0: Yeah. So you've definitely got me on hours flown because what you're when you flew to Philippines it was like what eighteen hours or something.
1: It was fourteen from Atlanta to Tokyo, and then another six to Manila. Oh,
0: so it was
1: 20. like twenty. It was twenty hours flight time. It was just split
0: yeah so that one that didn't really help but it was split yeah that one trip you flew more hours than i've flown in my whole life but uh so we we caught a flight in chattanooga went to houston and then flew into shreveport and then uh of course we left out of shreveport went all the way to charlotte north carolina and then caught a plane there back to chattanooga so as i said it felt like thousands and thousands of miles but we just uh went to texas and back the long way around yeah Um, but i thought it went well Uh, i'd heard a lot of nightmare type stories of um of the flying right now with the mask mandates and covid protocols and
1: one airline was stricter than the other one but it still wasn't like, yeah. it, was, uh, it wasn't as awful as people have said.
0: Yeah, I, I think one airline was a little s- more strict than the other, but um, I think That's also I just said. Uh, the airports themselves seemed to be a little more strict.
1: Well, it was kind of the same thing in airports that you see in towns. The bigger the town, the stricter the rules. Yeah. So, like, compare the small airport of Chattanooga to the big airport of Charlotte, mm-hmm. and you've got a different level of... Yeah. mandate here but kind of like com- comparing our s- tiny town to chattanooga it's you know nobody cares yeah. here
0: <laughs> but we, i say it was more strict but honestly i don't know that i seen anyone tell anyone else to put a mask on
1: i didn't uh, and i saw people without them
0: i seen people without mask, and i seen a lot of people with their mask pulled down uh mm-hmm. you know at least under their nose um So uh, but then just we got I got back to work on Monday and someone told me a story of their friend who had flown that uh, that the stewardess uh, really they really had words because his mask wasn't covering his nose. So I guess it's just according to which flight you're on and and who who the stewardess is. But it was it was uh, overall a good experience. The um, everything pretty much ran right on time and there was no uh no big uh uh, problems with the mask or the covid um and so everything went great um i might have the flights mixed up i think it was on our flight from houston to shreveport where the lady sat in front of Mm -hmm. us that talked about jesus and then i uh,
1: almost died running through the airport
0: yes yes (laughs) and and we uh, you, you—the reason you was running—you gave her <laughs> a card uh, with Jesus Center stage. So, uh, I hope she's listening. Uh, um, I hope so too. And uh, if so,
1: I thought I was never going to catch them. It's <laughs> really hard to run no. through an airport carrying um, stuff with a mask on mm-hmm. and not die. Yeah, but like, I survived. So yeah, you've you done very well. And <laughs> I had
0: to, I had to stay because they were setting our bags off the plane right there at the door mm-hmm. and uh, so if i got too far away uh who knows what would happen to our bags uh, but well, you, let's you just did... face
1: it you wouldn't have caught them anyways
0: oh you won't go there <laughs> i can run really fast for a short period of time
1: i ran like a, a long way
0: yeah you did it's probably like i don't know from where i was looking down through there it looked at least like 100 yards to you know from I one end of that not airport good at to the measuring other measuring thing but yeah. Yeah, but, I
1: ran a long ways. But anyways,
0: <laughs> you you give her a card, uh, and, and then
1: when we got downstairs, we were just standing. They there. were just standing at yeah. the baggage so you claim. Could have
0: called them. Then. I don't know why you ran like that.
1: Because I didn't know I was going <laughs> to see him <them> again.
0: <laughs> but uh, let me tell you what stuck out uh, to me about that particular lady, and I and I, we I mean you haven't talked about this, but I think it I think it was the same exact moment, um, was. When she was, uh, she switched seats. She was on the other side of the of the aisle. She switched seats and got on uh, in the aisle in the seat in front of us, where there was another young lady sitting. And one of the first things she said, she was talking about all the, the the chaos with flying and all those mm-hmm. things, and she and right off the bat to that girl she said, I'm a Christian, so I was just pleading that name of Jesus to to. Be with me, or something along. I think those she lines. said
1: the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. I'm pretty sure she said, in um, the blood."
0: But I knew this. She started a conversation with, "I'm a Christian," and then she brought in, "That's why I call on the name of Jesus," mm-hmm. and, uh, and
1: continued the conversation for the next thirty minutes.
0: Yeah, and, and that
1: it was great. That immediately
0: got my attention. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't like. I said we haven't talked about it, but. Uh, Myself and you Of course we've mentioned We're doing some courses On evangelism And so That like went into My little notebook Of hey That woman just She opened a door To mm-hmm. evangelism And before we landed um, And
1: it was in a very Unoffensive way Like she She wasn't Pushing Jesus down Somebody's throat She mm-hmm. wasn't You know She It was just Natural Natural conversation yep. for her and and she did it she opened a, a door like he said but mm-hmm. she did it very like effortlessly
0: well and and i don't even i didn't even take it may and like i said hopefully she's listening and uh and we we asked her to contact us somehow to let us know but i didn't even take it in a way that she was trying to open a door to evangelize as much as she yeah. just let that out there that's what i'm uh, saying she
1: was just mm-hmm. it was just natural for her yeah. to to testify in that moment. Yeah. Without that, forcing it or overthinking it or anything.
0: hmm And it that that caught my attention right off the bat and then uh, as I said, they were sitting right in front of us so we could hear Here's the thing, a if lot it, of their conversation. If it
1: caught our attention, chances are there were more people on the plane.
0: Yeah. The people right who, in front of them could hear. And just the like people we across the aisle from them. Yeah. And we uh, we end up hearing which, which a lot of conversation about, Which
1: speaks to the the influence you can have
0: mm-hmm.
1: people are always watching and listening even when you don't know even exactly. when you don't realize it even when you're if you're carrying on a conversation with somebody your audience extends to the people around you
0: mm-hmm. yeah so but that was that was uh on our way uh to the wedding uh at the at the shreveport airport so uh hopefully Uh, She she's got a card. Hopefully she listens and uh, hears us talking about her. Um, But uh, it it influenced us enough that here we are now talking. And uh, like I said, I just made mental note of, hey, that's an easy way to open Mm -hmm. a door uh, to to talk about Jesus. And uh, of course, we got to see you uh, in action as far as your sprinting ability. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So that was, that was, I guess, uh, the first big adventure of the trip was, uh, was at that point. And, uh, and from there we went on, found our, our rental car and, and checked into the motel. And, um, I guess the next big adventure, and you might not be prepared for this one, but was, uh, when you got, uh, hit on in the elevator.
1: That was not okay. <laughs>
0: and tell guess, me what was this fella's opening line because it was great
1: do you like ice
0: do you like ice
1: or what do you no, he said yeah, how do you, do you s- feel about yeah. ice that, he didn't he didn't say how do you like it? he said how do you feel about ice and i'm going like ice that you put in a drink like what are we talking about here and he said yeah and i'm like it's okay sometimes and my brain is like, what in the world is, it? what is this, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was getting, I wasn't scared of him, but I was getting uncomfortable because in these situations, I never get people's hints. Okay. I never, I, I just don't. Okay. Just lost on me. So I was thinking he's going to like hint to something and I'm going to completely miss it. And I'm just feeling awkward and uncomfortable. And so I was like, okay, I need to like gain control of this conversation So I said, how do you feel about Jesus? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I was like, I can, uh, this is more my lane. I can, I know what's happening here. (laughs) So I had that, I was just like scrambling. And then I was like, well, he asked me how I felt about ice. So I'm just going to ask him how I (laughs) felt about Jesus.
0: (laughs) And, And, you know, I, I don't know. I would have, I would assume maybe he was, he was saying, meaning something else. Maybe some form of drugs or something. I don't know. Because um, it just seems so odd to say, hey, how do you feel about ice cubes? You <laughs> well, know? that's what
1: he, he didn't say. Ice cubes? No, that's what I'm saying. So I'm like, are you talking about vanilla ice, <laughs> iced tea, ice in your drink? Like, wh- mm-hmm. wh- what are we talking about here?
0: Yeah. So that was that was rather odd. But I think um, you said as, as you was getting off the elevator, he said he asked you, was you there by yourself? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that that pretty much uh, let his agenda out of the bag right then, uh, and then here you come beating on the door for me to let you in.
1: <laughs> it's because the key wouldn't work, <laughs> and he was like trying to get in the room behind me, which I think he was on the wrong floor mm-hmm. because he was trying to get in the room like across the hall from us, and my cam like jamming the key in the <laughs> and the it won't unlock.
0: It's like you me in. Here, didn't let you let say in. the people on the other side opened the door and didn't know him?
1: Yeah, they like. I don't know what the exchange was, but he kind of like like his tone was like almost apologetic and he walked off. And I think he got back on the elevator. <laughs> so I don't know what was happening. I don't uh, know. He
0: was he was worried about ice. He got confused at where he was at.
1: <laughs> Maybe he forgot to get some.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah. I should
1: have given him a card.
0: <laughs> you know, that that's one thing about when we talked about this is that, uh, when when you book motels in other in other cities, and you most of the time it's online now, you never know. Uh, last year, uh, once again, we was going to a wedding uh, in Ohio. Was not last year?
1: It was two years. Ago. Was it
0: two two years ago?
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, going to a wedding in Ohio, and um, when we got to that motel, we we didn't want to stay. It was sketch. It, it was <laughs> yeah. It was uh, it stunk, <laughs> and at one. 1 30 in the morning the halls were full of people just standing and sitting and um, staring <laughs> yeah and just wanted to get in the room lock the door and then it stunk so bad in there you didn't really want to stay but at 1 30 in the morning what do you to do, do, do? do yeah so um but the motels were nice it's just uh from yeah time the to rooms time, we had this time were yeah, really nice the, you can't control some of the people but
1: it was funny <laughs> hey
0: if i had seen you in the elevator i'd have probably flirted with you too so
1: imagine that
0: <laughs> so uh but pretty sure you did that I, probably so i think i I did. think
1: that the very next time we got after i told you that story when we mm-hmm. got in the elevator you said so how do you feel about ice yeah
0: and yeah. i think I it probably didn't sn- work <laughs> didn't work no better for me than it did him <laughs> it's not a great pickup line it's really not, it's not it doesn't make any sense <laughs> But uh wow, uh at the wedding. Um uh, yes, at Stephen and Lauren and of course Stephen was on with us last week and uh the wedding was was uh great. Uh lots of people there. Um and uh as as Steven had said, he just knows lots of people. He's been traveling and uh evangelizing mm-hmm. and, and teaching and doing all kind of things over these years. So a uh, lot of people there. Uh, beautiful uh, ceremony. Uh, beautiful singing. Um, it was it was all around great. They had really good barbecue. Um, yeah. One of the guys at work said. You, he asked me where we eat, and I told him at Torchy's Tacos. And he said, "You went to Texas and you didn't get no barbecue?" And I said, "Well, they served it at the wedding."
1: Did you see the sign at the um, at the beginning of the line at the reception that said, "You can't say I do without barbecue." I did not There was a, one of those There was like the, the chalk signs were everywhere I don't mm-hmm. know if you noticed them or not But they were I like did. part of the decor in the church And then at the wedding they were here And you know just different places But the one at the beginning of the line at the reception Said you can't say I do without barbecue Well
0: they had barbecue <laughs> And lots of it It
1: was really good yeah. too
0: So we, we can say we had Texas barbecue And uh, and we had Texas tacos uh, Or burritos and um, mine was great. Mine was not much, but it was it was because of what I ordered. It just I ordered something that I normally to, don't like. You, and you I tried thought, to be brave. Yeah. And uh, but we made do. But uh, yeah, so that was that was a good time, a great weekend. And, and you know, it, it went uh, to it, it was it was always moving. You know, I, I told mm-hmm. somebody that I left straight from work on uh, Friday I uh, left my truck there and got in the car with you, and then uh, that was on Friday at 3:30. And then we picked my truck up at work at right at 11 p.m. on Sunday night. Uh, so we we used every possible hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seemed like of the weekend, but
1: yeah, uh, we stayed moving.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then Monday we pretty much crashed. <laughs> yeah, Monday was a struggle. Yeah, Monday was a struggle, but. Uh, it was good times, and and uh, happy for uh, for Stephen and Lauren, and uh, and the families that seemed so happy that those two were finally tying that knot, and uh, then of course our trip back, and nothing spectacular happened. We watched movies this time. It made the
1: yeah Madagascar and the b Movie.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> we found good, clean movies to watch, uh, and uh, and I thoroughly enjoyed them both. Uh, the so. funny
1: thing when we were watching Madagascar was the uh, stewardess kept coming by and, like, glancing at her mm-hmm. movie. And she, she even, even says, said, I love that
0: movie. <laughs> yeah, she even said something about it one time. You yeah.
1: can't miss when we were driving. Was it in Tyler that we saw the school?
0: Yes, it was. Yeah, Tyler, Texas.
1: Okay, so our listeners may not know this, but you get me all the time and i rarely have the chance but we were driving in tyler and i looked across the street and there was this school that said all saints school (laughs) so i pointed it out to you and i said you'd never get in there (laughs) it was great And I'm so proud of myself for getting that one. I
0: know you're proud of it because you keep bringing it up.
1: It was great.
0: <laughs> so you thinking if there was a school that was all saints,
1: you'd have no chance. I'm
0: standing on the outside. Yes, I see. Where, <laughs> I see exactly what you think of me now. <laughs> no, it was it was funny, and uh, yeah. So I do more oftentimes get you uh, as you say uh, with little jabs like that but that that enjoy your turn i
1: i am thank you (laughs) i am enjoying it immensely
0: and uh we've seen to me one of the the most beautiful churches uh that Mm -hmm. i've seen uh, there in tyler also i think it was called green acres baptist church and had a stained glass window that must have been 50 feet tall it was it was beautiful um But, uh, yeah, so it was a great trip. Glad to be back home. Glad to be back here um, recording another podcast. And, uh, you know, last week Stephen was with us. We talked about marriage and uh, his upcoming wedding and those things. Um, Looking back on that podcast, or I should say listening back to that podcast, uh, it was um, maybe a little bit more ministry uh, marriage ministry related mm-hmm. and and I think it just becomes natural with Stephen being an evangelist and a, a teacher in a Christian school um, and then of, of course with with me and you being pastors and um, so we can we can relate with that well. Um, but I want to take some time too to just talk about the the average couple. And, you know, the, the ones that are not, you know, like I said, that was really ministry uh, driven away. But uh, most people out there are, are, um, are not going to be pastors or evangelists. And um, but God has called all of us into a, a marriage uh, that is for him, whether you're ministry or, or whether not. And and I just, listening back on that, I I really thought the...
1: What you just said, he's called us into, I I know I'm interrupting, it's okay. You said that he's called you into a a marriage, whether it's ministry or not. But it reminded me of what, um, was it Stephen's dad that said it? Your greatest ministry. Mm -hmm. He, He looked at Stephen and he said, your greatest congregation is in front of you, meaning... Lauren, his wife. His wife and yep. then he told Lauren, Your greatest ministry is in front of you, meaning Stephen. Mm-hmm. So even if you're not, whether you are or not in some formal position of ministry, if you're in marriage, if you mm-hmm. are married, your ministry is living with you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's your, your first. Your
1: greatest priority your, is with you.
0: Uh, on, on the one, one of the closing uh, t- things on last week's podcast was, um, the comment that a marriage is two people helping one another get to heaven mm-hmm. and and that's that's what that's basically what that is saying is your your greatest congregation is is the person you're married to whether it's your husband or your wife right and making sure that that person is spiritually uh fed spiritually uh you know nourished and and uh, wisdom into, and knowledge of like, the word and
1: brings into what Paul talked about, about not being a stumbling block.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If you start weighing your own actions and your own words to, is this going to help or hinder them yeah. spiritually? Is this going to help them get to heaven? Is this going to grow their faith? Is this going to push them toward Christ? Or is it going to do the opposite? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think when we start weighing our, our own actions and intentions with that, then I think it makes a lot of difference in in marriage in the relationship.
0: Yeah, and, and one thing as we listened back to last week was, um, Stephen talked a lot about you know uh, the the picking of who you was going to marry, and and going through that process and um, and it was all spot on, but you know I I did start thinking that there's a there's a lot of people a majority of people and and i'm guessing a lot of our listeners too that uh might not even go to church period so all those things of picking you you know your your husband or your wife based on these criteria with the bible and all those things that that may not have been a part they're they're already currently in a marriage Mm -hmm. and they got married uh you know, just because they loved one another, and they, and, and that was it. There was not no ministry stuff involved. There was nothing of that kind of thing. Maybe they don't even go to church now, and somehow they've stumbled across this Jesus Center stage podcast, and they're they're listening to us. Uh, and it's important, I think, to know that just because you're in a marriage, you're in a relationship, and you didn't, you know, pre-plan. Uh, biblical guidelines in your marriage that um, that that doesn't mean that your marriage is is cursed or wrong or it doesn't or those mean things. you can't start now yeah I was gonna say well, what, it, what it really means is now's the time mm-hmm. you know
1: you can always start
0: absolutely you,
1: you can't you can't go back and change things but you can always start mm-hmm. and I think that in in any marriage whether you're in church or not whether you're a Christian or not if you give biblical principles a try just just try them mm-hmm. just try applying them to your marriage and how you treat each other and how you communicate and see if it does make a difference
0: yeah yeah that it it's just is simply like you said the, the biblical principles of of uh, of just giving that giving that place in your life and 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 you know, of course, we encourage everyone the, the the main reason we're doing this, the main reason we want to evangelize or whatever is to point people to Jesus. And and once you have um, accepted that you need a savior and that he is the savior, then let him have that center part of your life. Let him have the center part of your marriage. Uh-huh. of of your family. You know, I've uh, I said it many times. I came to know the Lord later in life than most people. Um I already had children. You know, I I'd already had relationships. I I had already done a lot of things and and it wasn't that I said, well, you know, I've got I've got a child and I'm doing this and and so it's too late for me to start. But no, I once Jesus became center of my life then he became center of the way I fathered Uh, he became center of the way that I treated my parents and ultimately he became center of the way that I treat you as my wife Mm -hmm. so there's there's not a a point where you say well I didn't plan the way that they said last week on that podcast if you can do that if you're a young person or a single person and you're in church and you're a believer, and, and then by all means, go with those guidelines mm-hmm. because it makes things so much easier when you marry someone who already has
1: those, those, same, uh, values. Yeah, those
0: same values. But if you're listening and, and you, you married, got a family, wherever you're at in that stage in, in life, but you didn't, you know, maybe maybe you 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 still don't know Jesus as your Savior. Maybe your spouse doesn't know Him. Now's still the time to start, uh, put uh, applying biblical principles into your to your marriage, and let Jesus be the center of, of all that you're doing, uh, in, in 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 being a parent and being a husband, or a wife.
1: I was just about to say, or a wife. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think so. I think we need to, to give some practical applications mm-hmm. to what we're talking about here. We're talking about biblical guidelines and, and putting that stuff. But like, what what does that look like? How does that appear in marriage? So if somebody is saying, well, I didn't pre-plan, so what can I do now? Um, I think one of the first things that comes to mind is evaluate the way that you treat your spouse. Um, I've, I've heard a lot of, and I'm just going to speak about the women, because um, if the guys start talking, I just leave. Um, <laughs> I've heard a lot of Christian women talk about their relationships and talk about their husbands in a derogatory negative way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if they're actually that unhappy or if they're just accustomed to that interaction um they'll refer to silent treatments they'll refer to withholding they'll refer to, like they'll refer to all this stuff and I'm saying what why are y'all doing this yeah and i think and obviously there's there's two sides, i just saw this on facebook today there's two sides of every story and then there's the truth um so so there's more you know there's more involved than just what one wife is saying mm-hmm. but i think as as from a woman's perspective from a wife's perspective start evaluating how you're treating your husband are you respectful are you loving are you concerned about him are you you know and and i think that it, it becomes a and some people are going to say well you don't know what my husband does or you don't know how he treats me and, and i know that there that there are situations mm-hmm. but i still contend if you as a wife begin or on the other side if you as a husband begin to evaluate how do you talk to them do you talk to them with consideration do you do you plan things with consideration do you talk with mm-hmm. compassion do you interact with compassion if they open up and say something to you that you don't get do you just brush it off or do you listen mm-hmm. do you do you treat them with compassion and and i think that goes both ways and and you may not have a willing recipient the first couple of times but oh, yeah. I, I believe if you just start mm-hmm. if you'll just start being patient with them if you'll just start being intentionally kind just just making it a point i'm going to do something out of my way to make sure that they know i appreciate them or make sure that i know that they know that i'm happy to be here or that i want to be here i think in the in the little things in the day to day things just evaluating, like, would have I said, this is another thing, if if what I say to you, and I evaluate that and say, would I have said that to my brother at church? Would yeah. have I used that tone to my sister at church? Mm-hmm. And if the answer is no, then run your little self over to your spouse and yeah. apologize.
0: Yeah, a lot of times families treat each other worse than, mm-hmm. than they do you know, people on the outside, uh, you know, friends. And I
1: think it's become acceptable in yeah. in a husband-wife relationship, just listening to other women talk about how they interact with their husbands. And I'm like, you would never treat anybody else that way. Yeah. But it's become an acceptable thing to give the silent treatment, mm-hmm. to, to plan something without telling the other one yeah. intentionally. I Indeed. know we all forget things, but... Intentionally doing stuff like that, like to aggravate and to provoke the other one, like it's become an acceptable thing uh, in marriage to in, do that.
0: Yeah, being inconsiderate and and just not thoughtful, mm-hmm. those kinds of things, and it's thing that's that sadly it comes natural for most people to to no, that's do that.
1: Nobody like that's how passed down from generation to generation. Mm-hmm. That's how that's what a marriage yeah. is.
0: Do you remember um, the three C's? that yes. we we came yeah. up with
1: I think I do years ago I think I do I'm not positive <laughs> on this but I think I know what they are
0: give me what you got
1: consideration compassion and communication
0: consideration compassion and are communication. those right well I, I'm gonna say at least two of the three are in and, and for our listeners um it was just something just in a random conversation that we came up with we were in the car uh, yeah that that helps, and it, and this wasn't just a marriage thing because I remember Zach was with us, mm-hmm. and we just talked about a family thing, and mm-hmm. and how how much better we get along when we remember those three C's of having compassion for one another, uh, having communication with one another, and the third was
1: I think it was consideration consideration, but I don't know, yeah, like just and, being and, and I think you talked us. about being considerate <laughs> of other people, yeah.
0: Uh, I, I do think the three C's uh, have have had a few uh, adjustments since adjustments then. <laughs> since then, uh, but but the three that you just named off, I th- I think if we remember those things, like you know back to where we started this, I didn't you know plan ahead and I didn't go through all these steps of of you know making mm-hmm. sure everything was biblically correct before I got married, but even if you're ten years into a marriage, and and now you're you're thinking, how can I do better at this? How can I be a better husband or how can I be a better wife? I think if you just look at those things, the communication is, is key, key, key. I mean, you can't stress that Talk enough. Talk about everything, no secrets. And, yeah, and having compassion. Uh, and, you know, sometimes I think we misunderstand compassion, but if I tell you something, if I'm sharing something with you and you think it's the most ridiculous thing you've ever heard, which almost strikes a little bit of anger in you or you know just uh, frustration frustration. yeah Yeah. or annoyance but even in that situation if you have compassion i mean even though i'm the one that said something that maybe provoked you into something if you have compassion of well that meant something to him or Mm -hmm. or he don't understand that fully um, but instead of coming back with correction and anger if you come back with compassion, or, or at least a compassionate attitude toward it, then it it extinguishes uh, the the fight, the the argument, mm-hmm. or you know those kinds of things. So it's
1: hard to be angry at someone who's patient. Yeah, which so, is why I can never stay angry. Yeah, it, at
0: you. it's it's never too late to uh, to to do those things. And um, like I said, conversation to me that when, when we talk about communication, but conversation uh, about just everyday life things, jobs, uh, you know, family, and and you know the squirrels and whatever you see that mm-hmm. you know just uh, sports and and whatever. Sometimes the, the
1: car we saw today, or the person we talked to, yeah. or the yeah. the headache we had, or being the...
0: being willing to have those conversations, mm-hmm. just, or at least listen. Yeah, just to, talk to those things. Just talk about anything. Um, but I think too, don't be afraid with your spouse. It, it, to To open a spiritual conversation, uh, because I know there's there's been times, um, you know, we we both read our Bibles every week, we both pray every week, we both go to church every week, but there's been times that we went a long time in between a a good spiritual kind of conversation. That when we did have it, I thought, well, I didn't know she felt that way, or I didn't know she was struggling in. You, you mm-hmm. know, you know, I just assume that that you're that you're um, I'm gonna try to say that you're um, happy with your prayer life. And then you might share with me in a spiritual conversation that you've been having trouble praying or, you know, or mm-hmm. in, in or, or some other aspect of your spiritual life. So I think it's it's good to have spiritual conversations with one another Um and and that compassion, it in, in in both, you know, everyday stuff, but especially in the spiritual, that compassion and that communication, it opens up a place of safety. Mm-hmm. That I know, if I'm struggling or if I don't agree with something or if I'm just feeling weak in part of my spiritual life, if I I know that I can share that with you, because you're not going to come back pointing your finger. And and belittling me, so there's safety there, mm-hmm. and uh, I think, um, I think that is a a key in all aspects of of marriages too, is that people, people around us, uh, are oftentimes uh, look. I mean, if you're on Facebook, you know, people are looking for something to, uh, to take a dig at you, you know, to kind of to to say why did you do that or I wouldn't have done that or what. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all around us, there's those things that you think, well, I can't share that because people are going to insult me with their comments. And you need that safe space within your own home and with your own marriage. Mm-hmm. And um, and it takes both people. It takes That's both people. I,
1: I was about to say it takes two. It actually takes three. But yes, <laughs> Yes. It it I mean you can you can try to do it and and it's kind of like turning over a new leaf. You might you might get it for a couple of days, but it's not going to last mm-hmm. like it will if you love Jesus more. Yeah. Because um and I think we talked about it a little bit last week, but because I know that your allegiance is to God and that you love him more than you love me, I'm not worried. I'm yeah. not worried about you walking out on me. I'm not worried about you stepping mm-hmm. out on me. I'm not worried about that stuff because you you do love me and you treat me well, but you love him more, and your allegiance is to him.
0: Yeah, and and, 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 and you're
1: worried more about sinning against him than mm-hmm. you are sinning against exactly. me.
0: Exactly, and and let's move because uh, we, we are running a little bit long here. But let's move into Ephesians five because that those are the verses you always hear. Unfortunately, they're oftentimes twisted and meant to. make
1: the Uh, the women feel bad
0: yeah to be offensive Mm -hmm. to be offensive uh so uh let's look at ephesians 5 uh, verses 21 through 25 and like i said these are verses you'll hear a lot and uh but they're oftentimes not meant the way that they're put out there because men oftentimes use this as a way of trying to take authority yeah trying to, to
1: p- quote put the woman in her place yeah
0: and you know and, and of course that's the verse and, and we'll read them but it, it's the verse that says wives submit yourselves to your husbands and a lot of times you'll hear that you know well the bible says you have to submit to me and and they're trying to take authority uh-huh. uh, but tell me um, you got your bible there what it starts in verse 21. And what mm-hmm. does verse 21 say? It
1: says, being subject to one another out of reverence for Christ.
0: Yes, yes. And, and in the the uh, King James that I have here, it says, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. So it's just two different translations there. But it starts with the submitting of both of you. Mm-hmm. And so it's not something that, that the husband can say, you guys submit to me because that first the, verse, the first verse of that particular conversation says submit yourselves one to another. Um, so that that's where we start uh, there. And you, you want to go ahead and read the rest because I don't do not have my okay, glasses. So
1: it's in the Amplified, but verse uh, 22 says wives be subject to your own husbands as a service to the Lord. For the husband is head of the wife as Christ is head of the church himself being the savior of the body. But as the church is subject to Christ, so also wives should be subject to their husbands in everything, respecting both their position as protector and the responsibility to God as the head of the house. Husbands, love your wives, seek the highest good for her, and surround her with a caring, unselfish love, just as Christ also loved the church and gave Himself up for her.
0: Yeah. So, and in, in the King James, that last verse said, "Husbands, love your wives." even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Um, and I, I, I put marks underneath the, the last uh, five words of that verse because, uh, like I said, from from the men's point of view, oftentimes it's, you know, woman, you got to be submissive to me. But then the last five words says it tells us how to love our wives, and it's, then it says as he gave himself for it. And that we we should love our wives as Christ loved the church, so much so that He gave Himself for the church. And and when we look at that, then you know Jesus didn't come and and take authority mm-hmm. of me.
1: She, he didn't demand it.
0: Yeah, he didn't. He didn't say, "Look, you're weaker, you're smaller, and you're going to do what I want you to mm-hmm. do." That by no means is what Christ done. Christ came and said, I love you so much. I'm going to give myself for you fully, 100% of me. He died for us, and, and he came to do that. And so much so that when we look at him, we, we want to give ourselves okay. to him. We want to submit to him. And it's it's one of those, what can I do for you? What can I do for you? And And there's too many husbands, I feel like, not to make it sound like I'm bashing on the husbands, but you know we, we see it and hear it a lot. Too many husbands uh, are want to t- to take the authority and, They look
1: at their wife and say, "What can you do for me?
0: Yeah, how yeah. can you serve me Yeah how can how can this you is know, your place I'm, I'm to the serve head, me yeah, I'm the head of the household and and this is what you 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 know you're supposed to serve me. Absolutely. don't take me uh you know wrong on that absolutely the man is the head of the household that's not a sexist remark that's not you know women's rights and all those things that might come against me on that but absolutely the man is the hat the head of the household why because god intended it that way god told adam way back in the garden mm-hmm. and so yes the but for the men that think all right i just won I- i'm the head of the household. No let me tell you as a man that puts so much more on us than than what you think you just you think you just won the victory because now you get to say you're the boss you're the head but no what it tells me is i'm now it says now, you're the sacrifice i'm the one responsible i have to uh i'm i have to answer that that my wife knows um uh, or not shouldn't say knows, but is, is spiritually led throughout our life. I have to be the one to answer if, if my wife is spiritually fed and is is encouraged in the word and is encouraged in prayer and is encouraged in conversation uh, to follow the Lord, not to follow me, but to follow the Lord. And in and, and, and doing so, she is following me. Uh, however, I have submitted myself to her also because verse 21 said, submit one to another Mm -hmm. which means those things which you need I have to submit myself into giving those things and uh, our nature as humans is to take 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 and therefore when somebody says submit whether it be a man or a woman we're like well they're trying to get something from me well no we should be trying to give one another Mm -hmm. to one another constantly and it comes back to just helping each other get to heaven that should be the most important thing between a, a man and a wife but between a parent and a child helping us all to get to heaven mm-hmm. what what we're dealing with here on this on this earth is is temporary heaven or hell is eternal and uh, so that kind of submission is what we're talking about here not not forced submission
1: right i do want to throw in a, a disclaimer um We're not trying to counsel you or, or fix you or your marriage or anything. If, if you need counseling, then seek out someone. Um, but we're, we're just trying to help with encouraging in your everyday life. Um, we, we know that there's not, there's not a, um, a specific generalization that everybody fits into, Mm um, And, and there's details of maybe some of our listeners that they're saying, well, well, we don't know how that would apply to us or whatever. And and we're not, we're not trying to blanket this and just say it, but we, we do stand by the word and the principles of the Bible that, that there is something good in this. And that's why we're, we're saying, we're encouraging you to try it, to, to try to apply these things, um, to your relationships whether it's um, marriage or parent to child or friendship or in, in any relationship to to mm-hmm. apply these um and and see if it will strengthen
0: yeah it, it'll strengthen every every relationship because that's what i mean it when you're following god and his word yeah it's uh, his every, recipe yeah everything's better and, and you know i i've uh i was in previous relationships uh earlier in my life and um i can it, it comes back to that compassion and and empathy or sympathy um because there i look back at some of, of those times and some of those relationships and i just don't i think i don't know as a believer now i don't know how I, how i could have changed that situation or, or that other person i don't know how i could have coexisted with them um so well, you're a so different you're, person you're, now. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying if if our listeners may be in that place of well I agree with what, you know, with the, what the Bible says, but my husband or my wife they you know, they're angry or they're they're hateful and they don't want to change or I would you know.
1: still say try it.
0: Oh yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. Because there's
1: principles like this, just like the soft answer turns away wrath. Mm-hmm. That it says in Proverbs. There's there's principles like that that even if they're not a believer, they're going to mm-hmm. notice you're treating them with more compassion they're yeah. going to notice that you're you you're, avoid
0: you avoid that argument yeah uh, not, not because you were wrong or not because uh you know y- you just have to prove your point but just because you're it, being
1: intentionally kind yeah you're, and you're, there you're, there's, there's there's things like that so even if they're not a believer don't give up
0: oh no there's by it, no means. is it
1: in corinthians that it says um that it says through the spouse i think it says specifically wife but i believe Mm -hmm. it works either way through the spouse someone might come to salvation yeah so you can you can preach a sermon Mm -hmm. to your spouse just by being kind and compassionate and loving the way that you are loved
0: Mm -hmm. so you know what i've determined is we could have dozens of podcasts on marriage because <laughs> marriage is so complex and then yes. it involves family it involves you know so much um but whatever it involves it 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 needs to involve god and and keeping jesus at the center of it mm-hmm. and in all the things it's that you it's so do. much
1: better just like we talked about life in general is so much better when you have jesus center stage marriage Absolutely. is so much better yeah. i know in, in our marriage we we enjoy we love to spend time with each other but in our three years there's been days that we have slacked of putting him first and it shows Mm -hmm. it shows in how we communicate it shows in how we treat each other um and thankfully we get our heads on straight and we don't last in those times too long um and i think it's because he convicts us of that yeah um but i know that that it's not it's not a a perfect fix-all it's just a daily commitment oh, to yeah. put him first <laughs> and keep him center.
0: Yeah, every day is not going to be great, but uh, overall, uh, it it's what holds people together. <laughs> is uh, is those those very things? So, um, well, I've enjoyed this. We we're here at uh, almost forty nine minutes, uh, so we're a little bit over. But I've enjoyed just don't just, hold it against uh, us. As you said, practical marriage uh you know, views from from the biblical perspective and uh, so it's it's been great. We encourage uh everybody as as always to to share with us uh I mean contact us through our email at uh, jesuscenterstage at gmail.com. of course on the Facebook page. Um uh, the YouTube page, and we're slacking a little bit on that just because we're having some problems with the recordings, uh, the videos, but uh, we're working on that uh, now. But we encourage everybody reach out to us and share, um, uh, you know, anything that, that maybe we touched on today that, that you can relate to or disagree with even because uh, we, we enjoy hearing from people. Um, so uh, anything else you want to add before we close us out? I'm good. All right. She said everything she needed to say. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, that's going to bring us to the end of today's uh, episode. And we just thank you again for uh, your support, for listening. And uh, we'll be back next week with a brand new podcast.